Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And welcome to Hella in, in Your 30s. This week, we get vaccine shot number two. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hella in Your 30s. This is a podcast for people of all ages, all about navigating this dystopian world we live in. Nikki, how you feeling, baby? <laughs> Cock-a-doodle-doo. It's bright and early. It's sunny. I'm feeling um, tired, but I'm like ready to go, you know? I mean, we're going to hop I- in this car, drive to Dodger Stadium, and get Moderna shot number two. Can I describe what you look like right now? Yes. Okay, so you look really cute. You're okay, wearing shorts yes. and a very cute little button down. Uh-huh. And then you have a very bushy beard. Uh-huh. And then Nick has two Carhartt beanies that he calls, uh, they're your do-rags that you use to shape your hair. No one else is supposed to know that, Muriel. Well, no one is supposed so to know that I call right him that. <laughs> <laughs> that is private husband and wife. <laughs> terminology. Well, you're, sh- I'm so- you're shaping your hair. <laughs> yeah. And you look like... Um, I don't know. I think based on what's going on right now, I feel mm-hmm. like you look sort of like um, uh, like Wayne's World, Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, know? for like, sure. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, Jay kinda. and Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah, There's right. some like serious 90s vibes going on. Well, what happens is I get out of the shower. I put in my leave-in conditioner, uh-huh. um, which is for uh, ladies. And then I which put... Is for <laughs> ladies? No, it's for lots of people. I mean, the, the bottle has women on the artwork. Okay, so it's okay. definitely a ladies. It's marketed towards ladies anyways. And then I get my... Put in my conditioner, comb it, and then I put on my beanie. Uh-huh. Okay. And then I take it off when I leave the house. And that has contained my hair enough, yeah. you know? So I don't enter the world like this. No, know? I I know. That's why I feel like compelled to tell people what you're doing. Right okay. Now. Well, Muriel said, oh, I thought I'd put on yoga pants I thought wearing tight jeans didn't sound very comfortable. And I was like, but now you're just wearing tight plastic. Yeah. And she's wearing otherwise a moderate, like um, borderline pajama slash public facing T-shirt and also borderline public slash private pajama looking hoodie. I'm in a comfortable clothes to go get a shot. I am too. You're the one looking hilarious, <laughs> not me. <laughs> Try to jump on board. You can't. Okay, great. Well, uh, you're, right, you're right. There's no getting on board this crazy train. Um, <laughs> we're going back to Dodger Stadium. This might be the last time we go to Dodger Stadium for a COVID type thing. I mean, we've gotten tested there many times. We got our first shot there, and now yeah. we're going for shot number two. Yeah. Knock on wood. This is uh-huh. this is it, baby. I've really learned to kind of like love Dodger Stadium. It's always had sort of a special place in my heart because when I was really little, I was on a baseball. When I was really little, I was like thirteen or fourteen. That's little. Uh, it feels really little, right? It's like twenty five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's like a full adult life lifespan ago. Uh, I was on a, a baseball team sponsored by the Seattle Mariners and we played a baseball team sponsored by the Los Angeles Dodgers and we actually got to play in Dodger Stadium. Wow. We played a game. We got absolutely destroyed because all the kids from LA were 
got to play year round, right? So they, it's always sunny here. They could just always play baseball. And us Seattle kids got to play for like the summer each year. Yeah. So there's this great picture of us. We're getting destroyed. The The uh, closest we got to scoring was Greg uh, got to third base, rounded third, and then immediately got picked off. Because <laughs> so, he like... <laughs> thought he was maybe gonna go home and then definitely not and he tried to get back to third and was out but anyways I got to play first base and there's a picture of me playing first base in Dodger Stadium and behind us is the scoreboard and every inning is just us zero 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 and the LA team is like four three six two (laughs) fourteen absolutely (laughs) destroyed (laughs) <laughs> oh that's so funny uh, <laughs> uh I, I got i walked the one of the pitchers walked me and i had like no chance of getting a hit this kid had like the best curveball i had literally ever seen up to that point in my life and then he was so mad that he walked me and then he just stared at me because he was a left-handed pitcher so when you're on first base when you're um when the oh, pitcher's left-handed he's yeah. facing you right yeah and he was just like scaring me so bad like daring me to take a big lead so he could pick me off it was really brutal <laughs> so dominant. you got squashed we you got, got completely killed uh, uh, anyway so i but i still have love in my heart for dodger stadium well i'm excited reason. to go down there man i'm like you know i feel like i'm it's really exciting i feel like super 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 excited to get the second shot yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> preach what you got talk about it well i don't know i just feel like what a weird life and time. <laughs> and now it's like, you know, we kind of talked about this last time, but it was just kind of really quick yeah. for us to get the vaccine. Like it was just kind of like, oh, we're eligible. Oh, I guess we're getting it oh, tomorrow. There's, yeah, there's like, oh, there's appointments all day. Yeah, right. Like I just, in my mind, and kind of listening to the radio and stuff, I yeah. feel like people were saying like be prepared to wait and i think some people are still like super waiting yeah or can't get an appointment but i was managing my expectations to think i wouldn't get one for a while well up until this point we've learned nothing except for our government and society is like completely ill prepared to do anything effectively no i mean i i I don't know i feel like there's been a lot of good things that have happened Mm -hmm. i think the main thing is is that everything is so unpredictable yeah you know, so like anything that you think might happen where they're like, oh, you know, like this isn't going to be over until 20, like Bill Gates is like out there <laughs> saying like, it's not going to be over until 2022. And they're like, yeah. we'll be fully vaccinated as a country by June. And then yeah. the next day they're like, actually 50% of Americans say they're not going to get the vaccine. Right. And now Johnson and Johnson is actually poison. And then it's like, <laughs> actually, it's not. You get more blood clots from COVID <laughs> than you do from any of these like vaccines. Right. You know, it's just every day is something new. So it's like you just start adapting to it in this really weird way. Yeah, like, right. In some ways, I still can't believe we're getting a shot. I know. You know, and then in other ways, I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. We're just going to go down to, you know, Mad Max post-apocalyptic <laughs> Dodgers Stadium, go sit in line. And like, it's just so bizarre to me. I know. I got, um, let me talk about this, but I got what? the COVID arm thing. I don't know if we did talk about this on the podcast. So there's this thing that happens to some people. It's not super common. It's incredibly rare. Well, I don't know. It. Like I read some article that said it's like between one and five people in a million yeah. get it, but then it's like then 
It's funny because I keep being like, yeah, I got that code arm thing. And every time I say that, because I just think it's kind of interesting. Yeah. People are like, oh, yeah, I got a rash when I got the shot. And I was like, it's not the same thing. <laughs> yeah, right. So tell the people what COVID arm is. <laughs> oh, it's like this. It's not anything, but it's with these. um, uh, The Moderna shot. Moderna. I think it's specifically Moderna. Yeah. And then it's mo- I think it's mostly women. Yeah. You get a like a big swollen rash like seven to nine days after the shot. Right. So I didn't have a reaction when we got the shot. It yeah. was like achy, but it was just normal. Yeah. And then the next weekend, it's a little unnerving because if you don't like th- those articles are kind of buried, they're not yeah, really right. popular. So like a week later I was taking a shower and I looked in the mirror and I had this mat. My arm was like, had this massive sort of raised rash on it. Yeah. Right. Right. In the injection site. I mean, Nobody told me that was going to happen. So there's a little bit of like, ah, what the fuck? (laughs) What is this? Did it get infected? Is it like, you know, but it ended up, I just Googled it and saw the pictures and everybody got the same thing. It just looks like a, like, I don't know. It was big. It was like yeah. three or four inches across. Yeah, it was big thing. and it was incredibly rare, but also very textbook. They were like, it shows up seven to nine days and then, and then disappears after after this many hours. Well, and and it that's exactly mean, what happened. Yeah, and it doesn't do or mean anything. It means that you might have, uh, like, I think that what they think it means, they uh-huh. don't know because mm-hmm. everything is like, who knows? We just, just shot you and we have no <laughs> idea what's going to happen. Yeah. No, but they, they're like a... I think that they say that it may signal that you have a strong immune response. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good. It's a good indication that you're going to have like a nice solid immune response to the vaccine or whatever. Yeah, but um, that also may mean that you are predisposed to having like a bigger side reaction or side effect this time when you actually get the second shot. I might yeah, so the idea is like if you it, it's like it's all just random. Yeah. I feel like nothing is really real, but that I read there's a couple things I read that were like, oh, if you have a strong immune response to the first shot or you get this COVID arm thing, then there's a possibility that you can get a strong immune response to the second shot, yeah. which would equal like feeling like you have the flu for a day or yeah. something. So, ladies and gentlemen, Muriel and I have cleared our schedule. <laughs> Out of an abundance of caution and laziness. <laughs> so if we do get sick or we do need to lie in bed, that is all we are going to do. That yeah. Yesterday I was like trying to nest. It was my birthday um, last week and I uh, just was like, I want to kick it every single day yeah. for for every day for the week. Yeah. I was like, it's the pandemic. I don't have a job. I'm having one special thing every day. Yeah. And that equaled like not doing laundry, <laughs> not going grocery shopping, not picking up the house, like whatever. So like we had a little recovery weekend this weekend and I was like, we got to get everything together. But yesterday I had this moment where I was like, well, we've got to, got to get prepared in case we get really sick this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so I had this weird moment where I, I decided that we had to buy a frozen turkey breast, like a big <laughs> frozen turkey breast, because it was going to save us so much money. Sewing this turkey breast, Miro goes, maybe we should do an episode about it. <laughs> I was like, this is such because you know, I was like, all I want is some. I was like, I just want a sandwich, but yeah. turkey meat's like so expensive. It's like eight yeah. or nine dollars a pound. Yeah, and I was like, well, this frozen turkey breast is. Two twenty-five a pound, and I can make a hundred sandwiches. Out I mean, of this. That, this is. I felt like I was being so smart. Yeah, 
And then it took forever to defrost. I got salmonella literally all over the kitchen. <laughs> it, the, and then I just put it in the oven while it was still frozen. And it took like three hours to cook. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I did all of that. I was like, yesterday, I was like, why did I do that? And then, and then finally, Muriel's like, all right, we're having turkey sandwiches for dinner tonight. <laughs> it took me all day to cook this stupid thing. We're having di- sandwiches for dinner. But then I was like, oh, these are really good. <laughs> they were. I'm such a dork. It's just like, we should do an episode about this. I'm like, no. And then I was like, we should do an episode about NFTs. Muriel's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Our interests are diverging at yeah, this point. Right. No, but I'm realizing I couldn't figure out why I did it. And I was like, oh, I did it because somehow I think I've just like really nested really well because we might get really sick tomorrow. And now we yeah. have turkey breast. I know we have turkey breast and we have Game of Thrones. Yeah. We're ready to go. And a bunch of stuff I was going to make a really healthy stir fry with that I don't want to wash and cut up now. Oh, I'll I'm wash lazy. and cut it up. I, I'll, I, I'm, I'll, I'll take over the cooking of the stir fry. What if you're sick? You get you're a big baby when you get sick. You know, you always say that, and, and I, it's true. It's not that true. It is true. It's not that true. I Nick, will say right now. How dare you? It's not that true. You you've invented this whole. You narrative. act like okay. We'll see. You act like such a baby when well, you get sick. Well, part of the problem is is you've made it a funny bit that I'm a big baby <laughs> when I get sick, so now I sort of act like a baby. I kind of, and also, here's the other problem. What? If I'm, like, I stubbed my toe and gashed it open the other day, right? Yeah. And I was not, I have not been a big baby about that at all. Well, but, you talk about it all the time. Well, the only reason I talk about it is because you're really nice to me and you treat me kindly, and I get a lot of reward. Like, if I'm sick or don't feel good, then you really are a very sweet loving wife to me so sometimes i'm always a sweet loving (laughs) wife to you (laughs) i am suggesting that in my times of need you rise the uh rise to the occasion i literally am gonna divorce you i'm i don't even know where you're going with this i'm going with this idea that it's not that i'm a big baby but perhaps i lean into things because i get great benefits out of it well you do walk around the house going i'm sick (laughs) yeah but that's 85 percent a joke you know (sighs) right now i feel like i just cannot get boogers from inside of my nose outside of my nose yeah they're just stuck in there i think i i this is what i'm gonna do one day what i'm gonna make a journal whenever you're sick Uh of the things that you're feeling bad about and then i'm going to let you read it and i'm just gonna make a log every time you talk about your boogers (laughs) in the last three days like you're fine but you've been really like i don't know what's going on i don't think i'm fine i think i tried to get something out of my nose and cut the inside of my nose so now it really feels like something's in there but i think it might just be a scab okay well nobody literally nobody wants to hear about that (laughs) okay anyway we're gonna go get the shot and here's another thing we're gonna do that i'm excited about my version of turkey breast is just in case we're not sick and we're gonna we want to celebrate this weekend there is a very iconic fancy beer store by dodger stadium that i've only been to one time in the history of living in la and uh we're gonna stop there and get i'm gonna spend too much money on beers that um go against all of my dietary you know restrictions that i'm currently in placing on myself and (laughs) which include like i mean let's be real here here i'm just eating turkey sandwiches and hanging out so we got beer in case we're not sick okay we have turkey sandwiches either way i think we're eating turkey sandwiches for three meals a day we are i don't know what what what, am i two people i got like a five pound turkey breast (laughs) 
Like, we should what? do an episode. Why about are you? This. Why are you even married to me? <laughs> I don't know. When that divorce you promise is going to happen? Uh, uh, okay, today. Great. Okay. Today. <laughs> 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 right, should we go to Dodger Stadium? Yeah, I'm excited. All right, great. Let's do it. Do you have your card? My vaccine. Yeah, yeah. The vaccine card. Okay. Yeah. Do you have yours? I don't know. I'm. I was like, you're the one who would lose something like that. I don't never, ever. I never lose things like that. D I V O R C E. Well, hello, darkness, my old <laughs> We got the vaccine shot and now we're sick. You know, this is really interesting. Uh It is very interesting. I, uh, I am beyond grateful to have this shot. Yeah. But. Man, this is brutal, man. If okay. I had to work right now, I don't know what I would do. No, you'd have to stay your ass home. I have like my I've got had a ninety nine point nine fever all yeah. fucking day. <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> <laughs> You're not really sick. Like I'm not coughing or yeah, sneezing right. or anything. It's just like your body's like, Oh, watch <laughs> me. Uh you wanna tango with the devil, you gotta get burned. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so today is the next day. Uh, we, we got our shot yesterday, went to Dodger Stadium, solid four hours, um, sitting in our car, getting through the line. Yeah. The guy who gave us the shot was amazing. Yeah. He was so nice. Everyone was great. They were all in this like super good mood. The guy who takes your name, he goes, he got a nickname, and then he goes, wait a minute. He goes, what's your name? And I go, I'm, I said Muriel Montgomery. And then he said, wait a minute. Muriel, you're terrible. <laughs> Which is from uh, Muriel's wedding. And yeah. I haven't, nobody's done that at me in a long time. Oh, yeah, it's been a while. It huh? has been a while. And I was like, damn, you're, I was like, thank you. <laughs> and then he went away. And then the guy who gave us the shot came and he was just jacked up. I know. Everyone's like high fiving each other. Yeah, he was like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> like, he was like so pumped. And he told us, like, all kinds of crazy stuff, like uh, not really crazy stuff, but just like, oh man, this is gonna be a doozy. It's gonna <laughs> knock you out. Well, he had jokes ready to go and stuff. Like you weren't looking at your arm, and he was like, oh, you're not gonna look, and you're like, no. He was like, should I not look either? And like kind of pretended to do like the no look stab in the arm. Yeah, because I wasn't, I wasn't about to look. I just turned my head because I'm not trying to see somebody stab me. I know. And then when you noodle. were, when it was done, you're like, oh, is that it? That was quick. And he, he went, uh. Should I do it again? <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, no, thank you. <laughs> and we shut the door and never spoke to him again. He was really nice, he though. But great. Yeah, the vibe was great. It did take four hours. The funniest thing about it, um, mm-hmm. like for those of us who haven't gotten our shots or gone to Dodger Stadium, if you're not in L.A., like Dodger Stadium is this like like center of this COVID universe for a lot of us. Yeah, Cause right. that's like where we got all our, it's the easiest place to get tested. Yeah. It's like a mega massive site. So you can kind of just, it's a little easier to get in there. Right. And this time it was packed mm-hmm. like crazy packed. And when we left, it was even longer. Like my guess is the people behind us probably had five hour wait. Probably more. I mean, it could have been six hours. I don't know. I mean, it was. It, it was seemed like fifty percent more than longer than it was when we joined. Yeah, because you couldn't even get into the the Dodger Stadium. Yeah. They were like lined way down on the street. But yeah. anyway, the, the the only thing that was crazy this time was the line is so long and the wait is so long 
that people definitely have to pee a lot more. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. what you just saw was like, because it's like basically you have like this parking lot that's made for, you know, these massive baseball games. So yeah, it's this yeah. massive, massive parking lot. And then they have lanes that snake all the way through this yeah. big parking lot that's lined with orange cones. And then they have um, like honey buckets, like right. porta potties, kind of set up in like in intervals. <laughs> and people just be like, "I've been in this car for three hours. I yeah, gotta right. pee." They run out, and Nick and I were just watching. It's like you'd see somebody at the porta potty, and then you, and then all of the cars would start moving. Right, you'd sit still for thirty minutes, and then you'd go way, way forward. Way far. So there's just all these people <laughs> who had gotten out of the, their cars, just like chasing, chasing down the line to find how to get back into their car. I mean, it's like. I was like, this looks stressful. And you could just see it. There were people everywhere trying to run back to their <laughs> car. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah, that was great. Uh, anyways, <laughs> well, then we did get our beer. We went, to, we went to the beer shop. And then last night I was feeling like, hey, I don't think I'm sick. My arm hurts. And then I was like, so I'm going to drink this beer to celebrate. And then woke up this morning. And at first I was like, I can't tell if I'm sick or hungover. And I was like, I had like two beers and not hungover. And now I'm just fully sick. I've yeah. just been headache and tired all damn day. Yeah, it does wipe you out. Last night we also had the most, I had this plan, okay. Uh-huh. My plan was we're going to get the shots on the same arm. So that way we won't be breathing into each other's faces all night. Because this does i i find it to be pretty painful you can't really sleep on that arm the first right. night so if we both have our left arm shot then we're sleeping on our right side therefore not face to face yes but my husband has thwarted me he's thwarted every turn <laughs> and last night that was the most hilarious night of sleep i don't know how you were doing it but yeah. you were had twisted your body around so you were facing directly into my mouth and breathing into my mouth. And when I finally got you to turn around, you farted on me. And then <laughs> when between those two things, <laughs> I had to get up and like air out the blankets. And then between all that, then you just would just lay into the sawn logs. You were just snoring. And I woke up and I was just like, fuck you, Nick. <laughs> A plague on your house. A plague on your house. I really had to like seriously. Um, I woke up and had to like work my way through some sort of. <laughs> well, you scared me because you were like, Nick, that stinks so bad. Well, you basically but- farted in my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what happened. I was in bed sleeping and your face was where the pillows are. My butt was where our butts are. It's not in your face. But... <laughs> But you were just like, oh my God, that smells so bad. And I literally couldn't smell it. So then he thought he had COVID. <laughs> so I thought I had COVID. I was like, oh shit, I lost my sense of smell. I was like, this isn't about you, okay? <laughs> I was just like waving the blankets around at like three o'clock in the morning. Uh, uh, yeah. and so that was great. I told Muriel that the shot hurt, but that the tetanus shot was three times worse. And Muriel <laughs> has wanted to fight me on that point. Uh, ever since there's just literally no stopping her from saying that I'm wrong. That it's I'm- not about that. And you know, it's not about that. Uh, this, this shot, if you've had it, it, it does make your arm sore. It's yeah. like your arm is hella sore. Yeah. And shots do that from time to time. Yeah. Tetanus shots are really, really, really significantly so if you're more my, painful than this. If you're my husband, <laughs> you're just so full of shit. When you talk, you're like, may, maybe those like shots are about the same I can, I will guarantee you 
as much of a big baby you are, you did not act this way when you got the tetanus shot. That's because I had to go to work. Nick. Okay? And yes, I was using my arm more at work than I have been laying You used language like it was so much it worse. It was. I'm just saying tetanus it shots. It was probably exactly the same. It was three times worse. You're so. You know that that's not true. Well, I'm saying it's true for me. You know that that's not true. You're just, this is what I call middle schoolness. This is just <laughs> like, obviously, no, it's not true. It's just one of those things that I say that is true, but then you act like I'm, it's obviously not true. So then it's not middle school, Nick. It's just, um, fun loving Nick. That feels like now I always want to bring it's it up. Just to reopen so, the wounds and just watch you go, you know? So obnoxious. <laughs> I can't even believe it. It's so, I mean, this is nothing compared to my contentment shot. It's just uh, that classic married people argument. Yeah, it's like, right. Oh, you know, I don't think it'll be too long. And maybe it will take 45 minutes to get there. It's going to take way longer than 45 minutes. Way longer. How many minutes? 50 minutes at least. <laughs> Constant work. I've literally never said you that. So, you do that never all said the time. That. No, you, you do use that all that, the time. You use that. <laughs> when, do I, when do I make a big difference about getting somewhere Everything, in 50 If minutes? I say something and you think it's a little more or a little less, your answer is always like, it's way less than that. <laughs> it is way more than that. Every single time. We've got to so many fights about this. I'll be like, oh, is that insane what I said? I'm just saying it's way more. How much more, Nikki? Seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, just married people fights, I guess. I know, I know. it is. It's just the classic, classic do this until you die. <laughs> I feel like it's about 500 degrees in our apartment. Yeah, it's... Is it hot? No. Great. I think you're also getting hit way worse than I am. You know what I mean? So if, if anyone was being a baby, it's definitely not me. I'm not being a baby. Mm-hmm. No, you're just be you're just being sick as if you were a baby. <laughs> I'm sick because I'm sick. Nah. I'm not sick. I'm having a reaction. Yes. I'm just hot, basically. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, we were supposed to exercise today. That didn't happen. We were supposed to eat healthy. We were like, hell no, we're ordering pizza. We got, we're, we're having our vaccination day, okay? We need some pizza. It was beer last night to celebrate feeling uh, healthy <laughs> and pizza tonight to commiserate feeling sick, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. Things were great. It was kind of a weird day today. There was a mariachi band that was playing down the street for like four hours. <laughs> and we were like, what's going on? I know. And then there was a parade or like something. There was like all this chanting and like honking. Yeah. And then, I mean, it was just, honestly, I was like, the world is just passing me by. (laughs) And I'm sitting in this apartment. Watching Game of Thrones, Sweating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever rewatch Game of Thrones since it like aired or whatever, you should. It's way better on second time around because I still don't know people's names super well but now i'm able to follow names a lot better and uh i remember certain things so like everything is just better you just appreciate it more and certain actors uh are more of standouts the second time than they were the first time so is that what you want to talk about yeah i just just thought they deserved a little psa you know know, it's still the pandemic man rewatch a show you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm suggesting game of thrones okay great well i am hot af right now yeah uh, so i don't i think i'm being a little 
bitchy, <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> Muriel, you're also being very, very, very loving to me. You've been so nice and like sweet and cuddly, but you keep accidentally cuddling my arm. I know, and then you yell like, <laughs> you, like hurts. that's the thing. He tries, he tries to act like this. Does. Oh my god! I'm just saying. Every time I brush you, you go, "Ow!" Oh, the tennis oh. was worse, but you don't just brush me, okay? Because you like give me a nice love, and then you like rub me, and it hurts, man. I guarantee you, if tennis was way worse than that, you'd be dead. <laughs> I was trying to paint you a picture, I paint a picture of you as being also a loving person. I don't think you're being bitchy. You're being fun. No, I'm being a little bitchy. I'm being a little bitchy. This is a very odd position to be in when you're not actually sick, but yeah. you're just like have a fever. It's very strange. Right. It almost feels just like a bum, like drug trip or something. You're yeah. Like, okay, I like, guess this will pass. I'll just sleep for a while. I just did that. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't focus on anything, but I'm fine. I just yeah. am tired. My arm actually, I think this is a hell of an shot. Yeah, it is. De yeah. Definitely. 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 I mean, Nothing compared to the tennis shop. <laughs> I'm just ignoring you. <laughs> well, this is cool. I think we'll be done by tomorrow. And uh, then we'll be got two weeks and yeah. we'll have like straight up immunity to this insane virus that shall not be named. Yeah, we're going to be like Wolverine, you know, can't die. I love you and your <laughs> metaphors. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sumo lace. <laughs> I can't believe you said I'm not bitchy. That's great. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, I, I literally was like, you're not bitchy. You've been really loving to me. And then I slightly teased you about how you can't stop from loving me on my hurt arm. And then you proved yourself to be the thing I was trying to say you weren't by fighting with me about it. I think all I did was just be bitchy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you're doing your own dance over there. cool cats and kittens guess what it is it's ad time and this week we are dedicating our ad space to something very special and lovely in our heart we have a couple of listeners their names are lexi and cole and they're great supporters of hell in your 30s and we came across their instagram account and saw that they recently had went through an electrical fire in their building yeah and they lost a bunch of their stuff and it was um scary and hard but they're good they're together they're safe but there is a gofundme for their 94 year old neighbor juanita who lost everything didn't have renter's insurance and they love her and apparently she's like this amazing like gardener and their little like bungalow well they she also complex. they also she also kind of helped rescue them because she banged on the door and said get out yeah right so yeah. she woke everyone up and this woman is amazing and magical, and there's a GoFundMe for her. So Muriel and I are donating to it, and uh, this ad space is just about Juanita and the GoFundMe. We're going to put the link for that in the show notes. Yeah, so if you got a couple bucks and you want to donate to a pretty awesome cause, check yeah. out that Go GoFundMe. Yeah, the Hella family is strong, and we're going to keep thriving and surviving. And, and Lexi and Cole, we love you so much. We love you, Lexi and, and they sent us a picture with... Cole wearing a hella shirt that made me so happy. And yes. the cool thing is also I got to paint a portrait for them a few uh -huh. months ago yes. and the portrait survived the fire. There is tons to be thankful for. So check out the GoFundMe and we love you. Add over. Mm -hmm. 
Sunday morning, everybody. It's a sunny, clear day in Southern California, and Nick and Muriel are foggy. We're about to talk to our favorite scientist brother-in-law. Yes, after his triumphant kombucha episode, yes, we decided we'd bring him back two weeks in a row. We're going to bring Joey, the scientist, on the podcast. We can ask him some questions about vaccines. Yeah. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a lot better than yesterday. I'm very sorry for being so bitchy. I feel like I was acting like a terror. It's okay. You were, I mean, but also you were fun. Like we ordered pizza. We got thick crust this time, (laughs) I guess, to match the thickness of my thoughts. And we watched Game of Thrones all day. There, as I was trying to go to bed last night, I was like working on this animation. I was like, oh, I'm going to take some NyQuil now, you know, try to calm down and Mm -hmm. whatever, get ready for bed. Mm -hmm. And then just as I was sitting there animating, I just had Game of Thrones gibberish just flee free flowing through my brain. So oh, I was yeah? like, Valerian Steel, come across the Black Castle and it'll get you Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> just like complete gibberish <laughs> that didn't make sense. <laughs> it was just weird British war cries and characters from different types of movies and books. <laughs> <laughs> I dreamt insane all night and had dreams where inside my dreams I had memories of a whole other thing. I don't know. I feel like I'm the uh, whatever third eyed raven or some shit. I still don't get the third-eyed raven. Worst storyline. <laughs> All right. So, Muriel, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling way better. Yeah. I think I, I don't know. I feel fine. My arm is like still sore, but I think that happened to everybody. Got a big old rash. Yeah. Mm, um, but poor baby. No, I don't know. I'm a big baby. No, you're not. You're very nice and I love you. <laughs> no, I, it was fine. I, I had like a, I had that like little tiny baby fever yeah. all day yesterday, which just kind of knocks you out. Yeah. But I apologize for being so bitchy once more. <laughs> But uh, it did not, you know, that that's gone. Now, it's just yeah. so funny. Like if you are, if, for me, if yeah. my temperature's up even a little bit for like a day or so, yeah. I feel like awful. Yeah. And then whenever it's gone, I'm just like, yes, I can do anything. <laughs> now I'm feeling like I'm a little sweaty. I, I know you look clammy, a little, I know. But I can't tell if I'm just nervous or anxious or <laughs> what. I don't know. We also are definitely keeping joey waiting oh are we yeah we're keeping him (laughs) waiting Uh, so we have to get we have to bring the scientist into our call okay for those of you who loved our brother joey uh nick's brother joey my brother joey for our kombucha episode he's back and he's he's bad (laughs) he's super bad and he's gonna tell us all about vaccines all right here we go So excited you're here. All right, we're going to bring you in, baby. You ready for this, Joey? Yeah. All right, cool. I feel like I feel like it's like when I was going skydiving and the guy was like opened the door for us to jump out and he was like, "Are you ready?" and I was like, "No." And he just like was like, "Okay." Like <laughs> And then we jumped out. And with that, welcome to Hell in your 30s, <laughs> Joey Casolini. How are you doing, brother? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing Pretty great. good. Uh, very happy yeah. to take the time out of your busy lab schedule for you to um, entertain us with thrilling answers to our, you mm. know, probing questions. It's, if anybody <laughs> can't see Joey, if you want to know for real, he's a scientist because he's sitting in front of a library. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's true. Yeah. So many words actually, on pages behind him. It's actually crazy. It's like 
I don't know, maybe the last like 60 years worth of like scientific journals, which I promise you no one has looked at in <laughs> 60 years. Everybody's like, oh my God, can we get a fire or what? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, right. it, but, but it looks good. It looks great. Um, yeah. And you do too. All right, Joey. Great, yes. How does a vaccine work? So I want to say a couple things up front. Yeah. One is that I'm not a virologist and I am not by training an immunologist. Um, I'm getting a PhD in cellular and molecular biology at the University of Utah. So mm. I have a lot of scientific training and I'm still in training. And I just want to clarify that because it's, I feel like in the context of vaccines, it's important because ultimately what we're going to talk about a lot today is myths and disinformation. And I don't want to contribute to that. I just want to be for forefront that like, I do not study vaccines, but I have a perspective on vaccines because I'm a scientist. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So the way vaccines work is that we introduce an aspect of a pathogen, like a virus or bacteria or something, which of course our bodies can't make, but our, but our immune system has ways of recognizing that and promoting uh, uh, what we call in, you know, an immune response against that particular pathogen. Mm -hmm. So basically when we say that we're targeting the spike protein from the COVID-19 vaccine, what we're doing is that we're, we're introducing that protein to our immune system to say, hey, target this instead of, well, basically to say, target this, target this particular protein so then we can um, rid it of our system because that protein exists on the outside of the, of the COVID-19 virus. So now we can basically vaccines in principle in a very controlled manner produce an immune response against whatever pathogen we want, in this case, COVID-19. Okay. So yeah. then going forward, the reason we're immune to COVID-19 is because our body is now used to fighting it. Yeah. So ultimately, one way to think about the, uh, or one aspect of the immune response is the development of, of antibodies. And antibodies are actually in- incredible. The, the more you learn about antibodies, the more, at least the more I learn about them, the more I find them to be really incredible because our body has ways of developing um, antibodies, which are like incredibly specific, like mm-hmm. in that uh, incredibly specific against whatever thing you're targeting. And so the reason that we become immune is because we vaccines allow um, our body to develop those antibodies. So it's not that it's like, yes, it is true that our bodies are now used to fighting it, but really what we've done is that we've developed antibodies against something really specific so if that thing shows up again like we already have the tools to fight it okay i saw this video why don't you tell me how accurate this is okay that was very Uh funny okay yeah so it's a guy right and he is pretending to be antibodies or like this is not antibodies but like kind of the the uh what's it called like that system what's what produces antibodies Like, the immune system? Yeah, the immune system. He's okay, got it. The immune system. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so he's, this is the way he explains vaccines is that he's hanging out, you know, just chilling. And then all of a sudden he's sitting there and there are two forks on the table. And he's like, how did those forks get, get here? Well, I don't like these forks. And he gets rid of the forks. And then he's chilling and he sees the forks again. Like they kind of reappear. And then he, they mount like this huge response against these forks and like get the forks 
out of there. And then Fork Hands shows up, who's like mega forks. <laughs> He's got forks for hands. And they already uh. know like how to fight him, right? And so then they like attack him and he dies, right? So it's like, <laughs> like the more, so the, the vaccine, this is how I understood it. Like the vaccine introduces the forks, right? And like, you start to recognize the forks. And then when you get the second dose, you're like, whoa, I really remember not liking those guys, right? And then when Forkhand shows up, who's the actual coronavirus, then they're really good at fighting that guy. Does that kind of make sense? I mean, kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. I also like that you're calling him Forkhand. Yeah. Because he was, I thought you're, well, I thought you're saying 4chan. No, no, Forkhands, Forkhands. All right. Well, and then 4chan shows up. Well, I guess my question was because, like, when they introduce, like, the spike protein or whatever, it's, yeah. There's no active virus in the vaccine, right? You can't get a virus from a vaccine, or is that absolutely? You absolutely can't. You cannot get an active no. virus from a vaccine. No, because you. So okay, there there are multiple different. There are different kinds of vaccines. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But, okay, so a quick answer is no. You can't get a virus from a vaccine. Right, um, it's just something because, that kind of represents the virus, and then you. Yeah. Like, when you actually get the virus, your body knows how to fight it because it's like. Yeah. Familiar but it's not the yeah. actual virus. It's not the actual virus. Like, so there, there, there's something, there's something called like attenuated virus vaccines where you basically take the virus itself and you basically like chop it up into its components and then mm -hmm. you can inject that. And that's basically like introducing the actual proteins and fragments of the virus to the body. Mm -hmm. And then your body is like, what the fuck is this? And then, yeah. so it basically mounts a big immune response. So that, so, but by definition, those, that virus is already dead. So you could never get the virus from that, but that's not what the Johnson and Johnson or AstraZeneca or, or either of the MRNA vaccines are. So those are really different. The MRNA vaccine, people have been like, Oh, it's like this new technology. And that's kind of true. I mean, it's, it's true in the context of, of which this vaccine is happening, mm -hmm. but it's not true in the sense of like, we manipulate mRNA in the lab all the time, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so it's not, it's not like, like, like this isn't a brand new idea. It's just that it hasn't been done in the way that it's being done now. So these are completely different styles of vaccines, meaning the mRNA vaccines and the um, Johnson & Johnson. Is that the AstraZeneca one? No, no. Okay. The attenuated one isn't this at all. Forget so that one. The, yeah, yeah, that one's, yeah, who dead cares about me. that one? Okay, yeah, can. okay, yeah. It's, it's dead to me. Um, okay, so, okay, so the mRNA vaccine, there's something called the central dogma of science and of biology, and that's basically the transfer of information that stems from our genetics, right? So we have DNA, and that DNA gets turned into RNA, and that RNA gets turned into proteins, right? And then those proteins are used to do all the things that our bodies do and that all biology does, right? And so the, when the RNA is, is turned into the protein, it's first turned into something called mRNA, which is messenger RNA. So what, 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 what Pfizer and, and Moderna has figured out how to do is how to produce the mRNA of just a fraction or a fragment of the spike protein, right? So it's just the mRNA, which will be turned into protein, you with me? Yeah. So they, they basically package that mRNA in a way that it's allowed to enter some of our cells. And then those cells start to make that protein. And then, and then that protein, they're like, what the fuck is this? So they start to present it to the outside of their, basically like cells will like put stuff on the outside of their cell membrane, basically mm -hmm. on the outside of themselves to be like, Hey, cells just do this normally because they need to be communicating with all the cells around them. Right. 
So they're like, hey, this is what's going on inside of me. And then so and they're presenting the spike protein. And then so the immune cells come around and they're like, we don't recognize that. So then they start to develop an immune response because these other cells are basically infected. And they're not infected. They are presenting these this protein, which they don't recognize. Yeah. Right. Okay. So you with me? So basically the way the mRNA vaccine works is that the mRNA is injected like into your arm. Some of those cells will uptake the mRNA and the mRNA gets turned into a protein, but it's not the full spike protein. It's just a portion of the spike protein, which then gets presented on the outside of the cell. And then other cells around them being the immune cells say, Hey, we don't recognize that. We should probably mount an, an immune response to this. You with me? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay. So, um, and, th- and that's a new technology as far as the, in the way that we're using it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Johnson and Johnson, well, they use an, an adenovirus vector to do the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but instead of, so, adeno- so there's many different types of viruses and adenoviruses are one type of virus. And so, Fortunately, so if you guys remember from our kombucha episode, I talked about model organisms. Uh-huh. Now, adenoviruses are not a model organism, but we but they are fully characterized, meaning that like we know how they work and we know sort of how, so since we know how they work, we know how to manipulate what they do. So adenoviruses, uh, there's like an early and a late stage of basically their expression of gene expression. And so something that we need to keep in mind about viruses, that viruses infect a host cell and they manipulate the systems that the host cell has to then make more of themselves. Does that make sense? So viruses can't reproduce themselves. Mm-hmm. Viruses have, like by definition, right. they have to infect a cell to then basically, people always use the term like hijack the machinery. Mm-hmm. And then by hijacking that machinery, then they're able to make more of themselves. Right. Right. So that's a really interesting, but that's like super interesting just to think about. And scientifically, people have been like, that's really interesting. We should learn how that works. Right. And so people have learned how they how adenoviruses do that. And by learning how they do that, we're then able to knock out certain aspects of their systems. Right. Mm -hmm. To then make it so, yes, the adenovirus can still go into the cell, but now it can't replicate. You with me? Yeah. Because because we've knocked out some of their sort of either the earlier or their late. Uh, kind of expression patterns, right? Mm-hmm. So basically they're able to infect a cell, but they're not able to reproduce, right? right? But since we know how to manipulate their, their gene, like, like their genetics, we can then say, go into the cell and express certain proteins of interest, like the spike protein, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. So basically the denovirus can infect a cell and then promote the uh, expression of the spike protein or portions of the spike protein and then we're exactly where we were with the, with the mRNA vaccine. Uh. Now the cell has all this protein in it. And it just, just by its natural sort of uh, what cells do regularly, they start to present that protein outside of it to say, hey, this is what's going on inside of me. So the yeah. immune cells can look, because so immune cells are always surveilling, you know, yeah. everything around them being like, is everything kosher? And then all of a sudden they find a cell with a spike protein and they're like, oh shit, we need an immune response. So it's two completely different delivery mechanisms of how to get the cell to express uh, or to present um, the spike protein. But in the end, that's the goal. 
right? Yeah. Right. And 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 just to clarify, earlier I said that like you can't get a virus from a vaccine. Yeah. And that's still true with the adenoviruses because we've manipulated their their genomes. So we're really only expressing like we're using aspects of, of adenoviruses so they can just get into the cell and then they just express the spike protein. So they don't yeah. actually go in and replicate. They can't, they can't. And adenoviruses, um, like their mechanism of even of natural replication has nothing to do with human genetics. It's completely independent of all that. Mm-hmm. So you don't get adenovirus infections in the way that we think of infections. Like there's no replication uh, of the adenovirus with the vaccines. And then there's another whole part like their late stage expression is to lyse the cell that it's infected. Because if you imagine if you have a cell and then viruses infect the cell and they start to replicate, right? You can have, you know, all the virus in the world inside of the cell. And that doesn't really matter because it's trapped inside the cell. Mm. So there's a whole different cascade of events, which then makes the cell that's infected to actually die. And basically they they call it lysing. Basically the, the cell membranes burst or at least become leaky. So virus can get out to then further replicate and infect other cells. And that is completely knocked out in our adenovirus vaccines. So like all the bad, scary things about viruses don't exist in vaccines. Only the parts that manipulate the machinery of the host cell. Got it. Cool. Yep. Yeah. I like this. This is good. I understand. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm in and out. You're like, are you with me? Are you with me? I'm like, yeah. Uh, What's a pathogen? Uh, okay, but anyway. Well, that's how you explain it. I think I get, I mean, I do think the fork hands thing really works. Fork hands. But I want to talk a little bit about 4chan, if you can, real quick. Because the idea is like, we're just, it's just little pieces, right? And then we pick them up. I love the idea that the cells are like, hey, let me show you what I got. And then they're like, yeah. oh, man, those, that's not... That's not great. Dude. No, I can just yeah. I just imagine like a teenager coming home with like a spike mohawk fresh from the barber shop and the parents being like, we do not recognize this. And I think we need to neutralize it. <laughs> Get rid of those spikes immediately, please. Um, okay. but, yep. but seriously, let's talk 4chan. Um, no, yeah. I, I know that you on a personal level sort of enjoy learning what people have to say about conspiracy theories and then using your scientific training and background and interest to sort of debunk conspiracy theories, uh, just as a personal hobby for you. Uh, is that true? Did I, yeah. I mean, especially with COVID and stuff, Uh because right away people are like, COVID is a hoax. And it's like, well, it's not. And then, um, you know, I mean, all this stupid shit about masks and all that bullshit. And, Meaning and then, that they're good, right? What's stupid? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All that dumb shit where all those <laughs> fucking globalists are like wearing masks. <laughs> oh, Joey. Okay, Joey. Yeah. Uh, why don't you genuinely state your position on? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, no. So my my genuine position is that as a scientist, I think it's really important for me to understand all the, all the mis- disinformation that's happening uh-huh. around scientific uh, ideas, because something that, that I think a lot about is that science in general is just getting more and more complicated and it's going to continue to get more complicated. Yeah. And it's, and it's more complicated now than it was because Watson and Crick and, and really uh, Rosin Franklin, for those of you in the know, uh, discovered the structure of DNA and when they did that, that was like groundbreaking Nobel Prize winning work. And now that's like what you learn in bio 101 in middle school, 
right? Yeah. So it's like, now that was not low-hanging fruit at the time, but it's like all like the kind of, kind of like, not all, but a lot of the rudimentary scientific discoveries have been kind of discovered. And so now like technology is getting more and more advanced. The science is getting more and more advanced. And so what that means is that people that aren't scientifically sort of educated, I suppose, or at least literate, you know, like Mm -hmm. scientifically literate, it's just like, it's harder and harder for people to understand. And so it makes it easier and easier for people to hear something, not understand what it means, and then start making shit up, especially with social media, because, you know, if you say something outlandish and you're kind of funny or you say that you have credentials, then people believe you. You know, because yeah, that's like, us. like yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so and and so especially with with the with the vaccines and stuff, I found it really, you know, it's important for I think all scientists to do this, but also personally really interesting to be like, all right, like what are they cooking up now? You know, yeah. because it's there's a lot of crazy shit out there and it straight up doesn't make any sense. Like okay, as well, a scientist, it's like, this is, this is actually a stupid thing for you to say. Well, how about I ask you some questions that are burning in my mind? Please. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do mRNA vaccines mm-hmm. uh, genetically modify my cells or get into my DNA, my DNA and yeah. modify me genetically? No. <laughs> next question <laughs> no okay okay here so no that's i actually think this is probably one of the most important things to think about mm-hmm. or to like for me to try to explain to people you know because people hear that you know mrna it is genetic material right mm-hmm. so people are like oh therefore it must be genetic modification right mm-hmm. but it's not gen- genetic modification but the technology utilizes principles of 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 the central dogma of biology which i was talking about before Mm -hmm. they use principles of of genetic principles of genetics to then promote the immune response that the immune response that we want right Uh Mm -hmm. so genetic modification is really when we change our genetic material right Mm -hmm. so what happens is that the mrna goes into the cell and produces the protein like we already talked about but if for it to be genetic modification it would actually have to enter the nucleus, which is where our DNA is, and actually change something about our genetic material. And mm-hmm. this simply can't, it can't happen because DNA gets turned into RNA in the nucleus. Uh-huh. And when that happens, RNA is, is, is expelled from the nucleus. And in order for something to re-enter the nucleus, it has to have a very specific uh, a signal, basically a sequence on it, in order for it to go back into the nucleus. So... RNA does not have that. And mRNA particularly is processed RNA, which does not contain, it's called an an NLS, a nuclear localization signal. Uh It doesn't have it. So it can't go into the nucleus, right? Mm -hmm. It like just in in its principle, it can't enter the nucleus, but let's just say, right. That these like evil vaccine people that made the vaccine, Dr. Yes, Fauci, like we all right? Know, right? Yes. right, right. Evil Dr. Fauci. Let's just uh-huh. say that they designed it somehow so it could go into the nucleus, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this is RNA, not DNA, right? We mm-hmm. have completely different sets of machinery to read RNA and to read DNA. Those, those things are, are exclusive. So let's say the RNA did insert into the DNA. Let's just say that it did our systems for reading DNA wouldn't know how to read the RNA. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. So you with me, it's just like, 
it's it'd be like if you were it'd be like reading a book and then all of a sudden there's a different language uh-huh. and you don't speak that language you'd be like what the fuck is that i, mm-hmm. I don't know what that means would you I, ignore it or would you die that's a really good question if it happened enough like some conspiracy theorists say yeah then the cell would just die yeah because it, it'd be it'd be too complicated and they're basically they'd have to like fix it all and to do that is like not easy for it's not good for a cell to do yeah uh-huh. um and the cell would ultimately die and if the cell dies then what's the point right, right. and and if so and if enough of the cells died then we would drop dead then the person would die no no because if it happened in all of your cells yeah then yeah but like what would likely happen from something like this, like let's just say that this really was like from the vaccine, the RNA goes into the cell, the RNA then goes into the nucleus and like goes into the D- into the into the into the DNA in the nucleus, mm-hmm. and that caused the cell to die. It wouldn't happen systemically. It wouldn't happen yeah. everywhere in your body. It mm-hmm. would ju- it would likely just happen happen at the site of the injection, mm-hmm. and then you'd have like a nasty thing like at the site of injection, and then you know, you'd put Neosporin on it, then you get over it. Right. So like, so like worst case scenario, if what these guys are saying is true and you get mm-hmm. genetically modified by mm-hmm. vaccines, then everyone, all the millions of people who had gotten the shots would have like cell death on their arm in these nasty, like gross open wounds. And then, yeah, I, I mean, it makes no kind of, sense. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't make any sense. And basically like what I'm saying is that it's easy for people to be like, oh, they're using genetic material to genetically modify my my body or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that the biology, that biology doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. And yeah. if it did, then we'd all just, the big grand conspiracy would be, I guess, from Neosporin to sell a bunch of Neosporin, <laughs> Neosporin and Band-Aids. And that industry yeah. would be like, nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're going to yeah. give that money to Bill Gates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so I, yeah. Okay, yeah. Here's one that I like literally don't understand. We said we were going to try to be fast and we've used half our time. So but we're going to go through this quick. Now, Great. why do people think 5G is connected to mRNA vaccines? This, this is what I've been able to piece together. Okay. The mRNA vaccines people talk about nanoparticles inside of the mRNA vaccine, right? Uh-huh. That's it. And <laughs> so I've been like, I've been like, what the fuck do you mean by a nanoparticle? Like is that, that literally, that, that doesn't particle? mean, yeah, it's just a little tiny particle, but what the fuck is that? Like, I don't know. They're is like, there oh, anything? Do you talk about I nanoparticles mean, in science ever? N- well, not in my science, like c- certainly in like material sciences and stuff. Uh-huh. So, but, but, but my, my point is, People that I've, you know, watched videos and heard about and stuff, they talk about these nanoparticles that, you know, basically make us like 5G antennas or like 5G transis, uh, uh, tra- like transmission, whatever. It's like some crazy shit, right? Yeah. And they're like, it's the nanoparticles. And I'm like, first of all, you don't, you can't just say that. Like what nanoparticle? <laughs> what is a nanoparticle? Like, what are you talking about? Right? It doesn't make any sense. But I do like to go down that rabbit hole to be like, okay, let's play with that idea, right? Uh-huh. There are these magical nanoparticles, right? Which then turn turn us into five G transmission centers or whatever the fuck oh, you're talking about, right? Okay. Right? So okay, right? There are the and that is happening, right? Let's just say that that's happening. In order for something to like emit anything, uh-huh. there has to be a power source, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Like, so these little nanoparticles have to be emitting something with some form of a power source. And until you show me the technology where we have nanoparticles that have a power source, then you're full of shit, right? (laughs) So then after that, okay, but let's just say that they do, right? We have these like really like groundbreaking nanoparticles that are able to actually like transmit signal of sorts, Uh right? Let's just say I believe you. Our body is so good at getting rid of shit that it doesn't want. Yeah. Right. Like that's why that's why we have a liver, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to show me that this particle is able to basically uh, avoid the systems that our body has to avoid being filtered out and kind of like remain inside the body. Right. You know. And and then on top of that, it's like okay, so you get this from let's just say two shots. What particle does anyone know of that you could just get two shots of and it exists in you forever? And then you are now a trans a transmission center for 5G or a transmission center for anything. Like it just none of it makes any sense. It's like, okay, so because if you look at the volume of which what, uh, that they inject you with, it's yeah. probably about a mil, right? For mm-hmm. the, a, a mil is one for the, those bakers out there is one gram of water. Uh-huh. One mil. Now, granted, you could have things in really high concentration in solution, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. And so from the very beginning, it's like, tell me what a nanoparticle is and then I'll listen to you. Yeah. But I like to go down the rabbit hole. So I'm like, so well, then, I, I, I like to play uh, with the ideas. I, I just like to play with the, with the ideas that people present. Cause I'm like, right. you have to tell me something. Right. One aspect of so has to be correct. Right. Like, like if you're, if the foundation of your claim yeah. is, is nonspecific, then you can't actually follow anything up because it's just all bullshit. And that's the point. Right. And it seems to me too, like the thing about being 5g, it's like, so what now we all have better internet. Like what's, yeah. And then, (laughs) and then I guess, but what do they say is a bad thing that then the internet will put like ideas into our mind or something like what would be the problem with being 5g if we are now in the (laughs) matrix and now they're like forcing us to watch old reruns of like sex in the city or something like what's the, (laughs) what's the bad part of that? in their mind you know i I will say i have i don't know i don't know (laughs) i don't know basically in the end a lot of the claims are just like stupid mind control you know anti-human like they want to kill everybody it's like none of it actually makes any sense none of it makes sense like like literally from beginning to end none of it makes sense (laughs) well joy do you have any other like conspiracy theory greatest hits that you'd like to debunk when it comes to vaccines uh well you don't want to talk about flat earth (laughs) 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 the funniest lady that i've come across her name is dr sherry tenpenny Mm -hmm. and what's what i find particularly great about her is that she'll be interviewed and she'll give you all these conspiracy theories and then she'll interview again later and she'll like correct her previous uh, conspiracy theory with something <laughs> even dumber. <laughs> so like, so her first, so, so I watched one interview with her and she was, she was saying that the MRNA goes into the cell and then inserts it into the, into the genome. It is like genetically modifying the cell, right? Which we've kind of already talked about. Like that's mm. not really a thing. Yeah. So then, then I heard her being interviewed by Alex Jones, who's my second favorite conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and, uh, and she goes, I need to clarify something. The mRNA vaccine does not, is not genetic modification. 
And I was like, oh, wow, like maybe she actually read a paper and she did a little <laughs> bit of homework and maybe she's really learned, you know, yeah. I, that's so great. And she was like, it's not the G, it's not the mRNA that inserts into the genome. The mRNA gets turned into protein. And I was like, that's great. She actually learned something. <laughs> and then she goes, and it's the protein that's inserted into the genetic material. Oh, my and God. That, that doesn't make any sense to anyone that doesn't understand the, the, the how, but that's so completely absurd, right? Yeah. Because proteins, remember, it's like the whole central dogma, right? It goes DNA, RNA, protein. It doesn't work its way backwards. Uh-huh. And protein is, is night and day. It's so different than genetic material. There's absolutely no way that the protein, that the spike protein itself could be inserted into the DNA. It's like completely absurd. Like, like that, that would literally be like if somebody was like, hey, this movie, right? I guess I'll try to, like, I, I don't know. Like, okay, they're like, if someone's like, hey, I'm a, like, I'm, a, I'm a fancy editor of movies, but this movie was bad because the key grip volume was turned up and the gain was too bright. Wait, do it, do it like with bread, okay? So like if we're talking okay. about the, the, like the genesis of bread, right? Would it be like ingredients and then dough and then bread? And yeah. then she's saying if you take bread and inject it into ingredients, then you can change all of the ingredients into like a chicken. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, but neither does she. <laughs> So, I'm saying yeah. like, like you're talking about three different materials, right? That can go mm-hmm. one direction, but they can't go yeah. the other direction. You right. can't take bread apart and make it into ingredients. for No, bread. right. It would literally be like if someone was like, I took finished baked bread and I turned it back into flour. Yeah. I mean, right. kind of, I mean, not, not really, but kind of, you know, it's just like, it like, it just, it, it's that level of lunacy. Yeah. And it's just funny. Cause then Alex Jones goes, Oh man. You're a great scientist. <laughs> like, you don't know shit. Yeah, it's funny. We just watched that QAnon documentary on HBO Max. And then we talked to Muriel's brother, who's like an engineer. And he was like, all of the like uh, fancy engineering, you know, computer programmer talk that the guys from 8chan. He's not an engineer, yeah. but yes. Right. All the, all <laughs> he's, the... A, he's a website architect. Right, right, right. But he was just saying like from a, from a person who knows about computers hearing the 8chan guys talk about how they could identify who Q was and like verify that it was the right uh, location in person he was like anyone who knows about computers would hear that and be like oh that's stupid like it's like right. they don't even know what they're talking about like anyone with mm. any kind of qualifications would hear that and just shrug their shoulders like what are you talking but about? the point is is that it's like yeah. this huge conspiracy theory because it's so complicated So like, it's really easy for people to get into Q thinking that, you know, like computers are really complicated. And obviously somebody who can use computers on that level is a genius. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Everything that like everyone is saying around Q and how he moves through the internet and like does all this stuff. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, it's basically black magic, you know? Right. Of course, I believe in this and I believe in you and your power. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think any anti-vaxxers have any good points? Definitely not scientifically. Mm-hmm. There is definitely something to be said for people's distrust in big pharma. Yeah. Um, I think the opioid 
epidemic is a great example of that, yeah. you know? And, but it makes me incredibly frustrated when people uh, front as scientists because, you know, people think of scientists as the one, as people that are like pipetting solutions and doing lab stuff. But, you know, obviously like we do that stuff, but the real premise of being a scientist is being critical and direct in in criticism and understanding like really what are the components of the thing that you're criticizing Mm -hmm. so when people are like i am a scientist and they say all this bogus science stuff it's just like it's so frustrating because because it doesn't correlate with anything it doesn't make any sense so like people do have the right to be and they should be critical of systems and you know people should be mad people should be critical but don't pretend to be a scientist because being a scientist means that you're critical in a really specific way. And mm-hmm. you don't get to pretend to be a scientist and critical of the vaccines, but really you're just making up science to scare people to, to benefit your own sort of system that you're trying to manipulate, you know, like clickbait on social media and shit. So they lose all uh, credibility when they cite debunked science like that vaccines cause autism. that has been debunked so many times by so many people mm-hmm. um but they use that as a premise because people kind of have heard that and they say oh here's a scientist saying that um and then so you lose all your credibility and the credibility that they did have is sort of a healthy skepticism of a lot of systems in place which we're told to trust and we've been shown that we can't always trust them you know so what is your recommendation for people who trust science but want to learn how to differentiate between like corporate appropriation of science and actual true scientists? Yeah, it's hard, right? Because, you know, in the end, we're still in a capitalistic system, Mm -hmm. right? And so, and I think that's what you're getting at, right? Because at least that's, that's what comes to mind when you ask me that question. And it's like, scientists are not the are not the face of big pharma right ceos are yeah and so those people their objective is completely different than scientists Mm -hmm. like i trust this i trust the science that comes out of big pharma when millions of dollars or more are at at stake i don't trust anybody to Mm -hmm. always do the morally sound thing Mm -hmm. when that when that when that amount of money is is on the line So I don't know if I have recommendations for people. I mean, I think that just keep in mind that like science isn't the enemy Mm -hmm. or science isn't the issue with what we're with, whatever the things are that we're talking about. I think that there's a lot of, a lot of human nature at stake or not at stake, but a lot of, a lot of human nature at hand. And that's, and that really complicates things. So like, like as a scientist, I get really frustrated when I start hearing people not trusting science and like, well, why? And they say, you know, big pharma, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but that's not, scientists like that's businessmen and women so it's like that like those things like those things are absolutely decoupled and that is completely lost in the narrative Mm -hmm. joey what vaccine did you get i'm not getting no vaccine Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he's been an anti-vaxxer the whole time (laughs) no 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 i got i got the i got the uh the 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 pfizer the pfizer I'm i'm getting my second shot tomorrow Cool, cool. Nice. Looking so forward you're turning to it. into a 5G tower in the morning? 
Oh yeah, I'm gonna cyborg it up. Yeah, I'm so excited <laughs> for that. I can't wait to get some good internet when I talk to you. Yeah, yeah, I know. We should. I know. I swear to God, like I can't believe that didn't turn into like a hashtag free internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta wait till the second shot, baby. Then it, yeah, uh, you got like 95, 98 percent free internet. <laughs> yeah, 95, 98 free. <laughs> yeah. Well, we yeah. love you so much. Thank you for taking your time to use your giant brain to educate us about you know all this <laughs> craziness yeah you're welcome i you know I, I really hope that made sense i'm not i'm not sure how coherent it all was so hopefully you guys put it together in the editing <laughs> <laughs> i'm not editing this baby it's coming in I'm pure and sick, hot man. i'm too sick i'm still on my uh, second day of vaccine recuperation i'm just gonna up, hit upload and send this out to the world that's right he just yeah pizza and water stat <laughs> Yeah, well, cool, man. Well, good. I'm well. It means that it means the vaccine worked. Yeah. I, I was talking. I was talking to a friend of mine who does study, um, you know, the immune system, and he he's been really impressed with these vaccines. Just that, just scientifically, of like how like how like immunogenic these antigens are, you know, because because not all antigens will present will will pr- you know promote the immune response, but these ones are very very effective at what they do. Yeah, yeah. which is this why is- we get sick when we get the when we get the vaccines. Yeah. Right. I, this is probably the biggest reaction I've ever had from a vaccine for sure. Yeah. 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 Definitely. yeah I, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I pretty regularly get the flu shot and um, I've never had, I've never, I've maybe felt like a little funky, but I've never had never any reaction. Yeah. yeah. I've never had any reaction yeah. to the flu shot. Yeah. All right, Joey. Well, good luck on your second shot tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stay safe. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to visit and see you again real soon. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, we, we, we can go float the river again. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm excellent at that. Yeah, I'll find new ways to risk my life doing what is yeah. supposed to be the most leisurely, leisurely outing in all of Utah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Joey. Okay. All right, y'all. Love yeah. you. Talk Love soon. You. Bye. Love you, too. Have fun. Bye. Always good to talk to Joey. My brain is so much bigger now. <laughs> My head is a lot itchier as well for Whoa, some reason. For all the thoughts coming out of it. <laughs> I think it's for just the cold sweats I keep breaking into. Oh, Nikki. I know. Okay. Well, that was wonderful. I'm uh, so happy to have my vaccine. And we're just two short weeks away from... I don't know, going to a concert or something. Yeah, and here's looking at you guys, too. I hope everybody out there is getting close yes. to getting that sweet, sweet va- vaccine magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for you. Just beware. If you're a big wiener, it does hurt your arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and uh, to take us out, to finish off this episode, we got an incredible voicemail. Hey, Nick and Muriel. It's Tevin, a.k.a. Inactive Barista. Uh, haven't called into the podcast in way too long. I just listened to the episode about homebrewing kombucha. Okay, back at the beginning of the pandemic, that was a thing that I did for fun to not drive myself crazy when I was sitting in my apartment. So these are my thoughts so far. So every time that you were saying that you were brewing it with green tea, I was like, did she say green tea? No, she didn't say green tea. So black tea is definitely the way to go. I use like Lipton like the cheap-ass black tea where you can get them for like a pack of 100 at the grocery store for like $3. I would also recommend getting a heating pad to go over the big gallon glass jar for the first fermentation. They're marketed as like plant grow heating pad things, and you can also buy thermometer strips that stick to the side and then uh, keep the heating pad on it. Then you can consistently leave it in the same place. The last thing that I will say is like, 
when you're trying to decide when it's time to move from the first fermentation to the second fermentation, like, the only way to tell whether it's ready is to taste it. So, like, you don't want it to be sweet after the first fermentation. You want it to be mostly vinegary. Um, I am treating this podcast like it's somehow like a conversation and I'm just, like, talking back to you all and you didn't necessarily ask for that. But I hope this was helpful. It was super long, so, like, if you don't play it, I'm not going to be so hurt. Muriel, I don't think you poisoned yourself. Um, I think it's fine. I think, like, yeah, the pH will will be low enough, like, from the SCOBY working, the bacterial yeast working symbiotically that, like, you won't kill yourself with it. Hopefully this is not famous last words. But love the episode. This has made me uh, want to get back into brewing kombucha again. Um if I would not be such a lazy fuck and would just do it. Okay, love you all. Bye. Oh, my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know we're going to play that voicemail. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Devin. We love you. <laughs> we love you, man. <laughs> um, good advice on all of it. I actually had not heard of the don't bottle it till the second fermentation until it's mostly vinegar and not yeah. sweet. Uh-huh. I have not been doing that. Oh, cool. So, I don't know. I've... That was a fun episode to do because a hell of people texted me. I, we got <laughs> yeah. texts, emails, voicemails. People want to be like, okay, this is how you do it. Yeah, right. Uh, my uh, aunt-in-law, Nick's aunt, Cappy, yeah. um, sent me a bunch of really helpful information. I like did it, failed, and then learned how to do it better. So yeah. some of these things I do, I am doing now. Right. For instance, like the black tea. The black tea. Thing. I yeah. learned a little more about like... You know, I don't know, just lots of different things. I don't think that I'm poisoning myself anymore. The pH has been good this entire time. Mm -hmm. It's looking really healthy. I used black tea. I'm going to second ferment my batch right now. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) But if I get terrible poops one more time, I'm not doing this anymore. Okay. So this better work. So this will be third strike in either home run or you're out. Yeah. I tried this. This is my third batch. And this is with all the alterations from all of the good people who wanted me to be successful in this endeavor. Right. And... If it gives me diarrhea again, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I don't think so. I think of, I think the people came together and it takes a village to raise a SCOBY. Okay. I think oh, you're very gonna, good. Thank you. I think, I think the, the love that you're feeling w- will be, you know, be birthed through this mother squid. And I think it's going to be good. I don't know why I'm suddenly feeling optimistic about it. I've been drinking your old crappy batch. and It does not taste good. It tastes, I mean, it is sweet. And it sounds like what we're looking for is something a little more sour than sweet. And... Yeah, it doesn't taste great. It's definitely <laughs> flat, but it's not making me feel bad either. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know why I'm drinking it. I don't know either, but I left him in there so you could have him if you wanted it. <laughs> but I am definitely, you know, not into it. Yeah. But this next batch, I'm very optimistic about. It looks very healthy, very good. After this, I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to put my SCOBY in a SCOBY hotel and let it just chill. Yeah. And uh, and take it from there. But if so, this one's good, I'm yeah. gonna I'll be excited. So if this one is good, then I think probably we, we should get like the heating pad and the strips and everything Tevin just recommended. Yeah. And and try to go forward really with a kombucha processing center, so your stomach can be. Um, well, it's so and, cheap. Yeah, exactly, and it'll save us money. It'll save us so much money. So yeah. we've got a closet. If I get a heating pad, stick it in there, and I can like set it and forget it. Yeah. Then I. I'm I think that's actually a really good plan. All right, great. Yeah. I love it. I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. I think it's I I feel optimistic and I feel very loved. 
Yes, in that good, good. I feel like people want me to be successful. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, now everybody help me find a career. <laughs> <laughs> the next time I talk, I want you to be like, okay, well, this is what my dad is a producer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Just be like, listen, all you have to do is blah blah blah, and you will be really set to go. Okay. <laughs> So. All right, so everyone, go get to work on that, our listeners. <laughs> uh, go get to work on that. <laughs> and, Excellent. Uh, yes, right. And uh, let us know when you are. I was going to say, you know, what really came to my mind I that they out. would hack into Tom Cruise's Twitter account and and tweet out that Helen, your thirties is your favorite is his favorite. You know what, podcast. Nikki? It's true. What you are so creative. But that just sprung into my head. I've never thought about Tom Cruise's Twitter account or anything. You're just riffing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Thank Let's you for listening. Gotta love Joey for the interview and the music. Gotta love Tevin for the voicemail. Gotta love Lexi and Cole for Juanita's GoFundMe. Just a lot of love to go around. Gotta love whoever you are who are listening to this right now, you know? It's beautiful. Thank you to Ryan and Ryan for all of your producerly duties. Uh, thank you to anyone who rates and reviews this podcast. Yes. And most of all, thank you to, I don't know, the universe for sending us vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say this will all be over soon. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to jinx it. So everybody just stay safe. Stay and don't do anything stupid. Okay. I love that. Yep. Okay. That's it. The mic is being dropped. Goodbye. Imagine a podcast. Now, imagine a musical. Now, imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it, because it's real, and it has a name. One Million Musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new, original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One million musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.